Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. God's thoughts are not our thoughts, and God's timing is not our timing. This should be so encouraging to us. He's far greater, immensely more capable, and infinitely more knowledgeable than we are. Pastor J.D. reminds us today to dwell on these truths as things in our world begin to unravel. Don't fear. God is in control. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on December 26, 2021. What are they going to get into you? Oh, these toxins, these poisons. This is aerosolized chemical warfare detection and surveillance. And they're already doing it. By the way, if you're interested, there's a documentary online. I think it's still on YouTube, unless they've taken it down. It's by Dane Wigington of Geoengineering. Uh, watch.org, I think is the site. And he put together a very well documented and very good uh, documentary. It's about two hours long. It's called The Dimming. And it's irrefutable proof that they have been spraying the skies with poisons, poisons, toxins in the air. And I mean, it is I don't recommend it for the faint at heart. And it's not conspiracy theory. It is conspiracy. You know what a conspiracy is? It's a conspiring together. It is a conspiracy, but it's not a theory. And number 11, lastly, from port side to pen side, low-cost detection diagnostics for high-consequence transboundary or nationally reportable animal diseases, particularly those with zoonotic propensity. Did you get that? Sounds to me like another so-called virus and variant spread nationally and internationally blaming it on, I don't know, bats, cats. According to the Simpsons, you know, those great theologians, the Simpsons, it's going to be the cat flu. So just wanted to let you know about that in advance. These are 11 projects that are on the table as we speak. He goes on to write in his email to me, as believers in our Lord Jesus and looking forward to His soon return, 
my partner and I decided a long time ago that our new company would never use this technology, our experience or knowledge to track people alive or deceased. And so we've respectfully declined further efforts in this regard. God bless you, Pastor J.D. and all your staff as we keep you in our thoughts and prayers and for all the members of the church there, which is you. Someday I hope we can meet. We will, if not here or there in the air for sure. Pictured here is a screenshot of an email to his company concerning the aforementioned number 7, DHS 221-007, Mass Fatality Tracking System, MFTS, and it's been redacted to protect his identity, again for obvious reasons. It reads as follows. This is from DHS to him. Hope all is well. We are looking to apply to another proposal. This proposal is for a mass fatality tracking system. The objective is to develop a low-cost device to ensure that following a mass casualty incident, MCI, comprehensive location and recovery details of human remains are recorded at the point of discovery and tracked to document details relevant to victim identification and law enforcement. We are looking to develop a low-cost and spatially aware electronic tag to catalog all human remains, location, information, within, listen to this, a centralized cloud-based data storage and display tool. The idea is to combine a tag with some type of storage and GPS where we can connect that tag with victim environmental details, photos, and general descriptive text. This would be an active tag that will connect to mobile communications nodes, which also needs to be developed. So, after a follow-up email to this brother, first thanking him for sending me this information, I asked him about the timeline of all of this, and he responded with, the projected dates of this SBIR, which are broken down into six various phases. Phase one, supplier submission and qualification review, January 21st, 2022. Phase two, proposal review and DHS critique, March 31st, 2022. Phase three, Cost Analysis and Proof of Concept Submission, April 20th, 2022. Just around the corner. Phase 4, Prototype and Testing, May 2nd to July 8th, 2022. Phase 5, Bid Selection Contract Award, August 3rd, 2022. And lastly, Phase 6, 
deployment, September 1st, 2022. That's the timeline. He then provided one last comment in his follow-up email to me saying, as far as other items worth noting, one was just how cold and matter-of-fact the topic was discussed. Even levity at one point during the meeting seemed totally inappropriate. Cold, callous, calculated. This is what they're planning. This is what's coming just around the corner against us. And in some ways, in some measure, is already here, working against us. Now, I suppose the question becomes one of, how does this mass fatality tracking system and all the others with it fit in with prophecy in the Bible? And for the answer to that question, we need look no further than to the book of Revelation, specifically chapters 6 through 19, which are all about the seven-year tribulation. Even more specifically, the well-known and often quoted, especially recently, prophecy in Revelation 13 about a biodigital ID that will track every human on the planet. And it will determine whether or not you will be able to function in society, socially, based on your social credit score, because it's all going to be connected to the Internet of Things, which is now being referred to as the Internet of Bodies. Again, you'll forgive me for saying this every week, it seems like now, but this is the end game. <laughs> This is where all of this is going. This is just right around the corner. The technology is already in place. In fact, this is one of the reasons why we know that this is it, that this is how it ends. It ends in the rapture for the believer, and it ends in the seven-year tribulation for the non-believer. This is how it ends. You cannot fast forward much further beyond this. Because if you do, then as fast as technology has advanced heretofore, if you fast forward even 10 years, and I'm not date setting, but even if you fast forward 10 years, you exceed at this rate, and it's not going to be at the same rate as the last 10 years, it will be even faster and you go 10 years out, and the technology that you'll find in 10 years exceeds the technology that we have in the Bible. I think we did an update, it was a while back, titled, Strike While the Iron's Hot. You've heard it said, doubtless, <laughs> they say it all the time, never let a good crisis go to waste. Well, they created this crisis. You think they're going to waste it? You think they're not going to take advantage of it? Enter the Great Reset and one Klaus Schwab and the Fourth Industrial Revolution, which is a transhumanism merging of man with machine. 
It's already here. The technology is already here. And it will come by way of an Elon Musk type Neuralink chip in the brain that connects you to the internet of bodies. So they track you. All of these 11 that I just went through, <laughs> they all point to exactly what we're told in Bible prophecy. It is with precision, 100% accuracy. Everything is described. And you know, uh, just hear my heart please on this. I, I am struggling, like I'm sure you are too. I am so struggling with all of this, because I'm looking at all of this, and I, I watch people, and I can't for the life of me figure out how it is that they can't see it. They're so blind. I mean, the only thing that I can even come close to settling my heart is that maybe it's the grace of God. Because if they knew and they did see it and still rejected Christ, their judgment for all eternity is worsened. They're beat with more stripes, Jesus said, Luke's gospel records. You understand that there's going to be different levels in hell for all eternity. And by the way, hell is for all eternity. And I, I, I just... It's inexplicable. And then when I think about Jesus teaching in parables, even the disciples asked him, why, why do you teach in parables? Why, why, why the riddles? And it's really the grace of God, because he already knew they were going to reject him. And you're judged according to the light that's been shown you. So if they would have seen it, if they would have gotten it, and they still rejected Christ, their eternal damnation would be infinitely worse. I'm trying here. If you have a better explanation, I am absolutely very interested in hearing it. But that's the only thing I can come. And then I'll, I'll add to that and include with that, come, coming packaged with that, is what, well really the Savior himself said it, deception. Uh, the Apostle Paul writing to the Thessalonians in his second letter, chapter 2, talks about God Himself sending a powerful delusion, a strong deception. And we're told why He does, by the way. Uh, it's because they had already re rejected Him. They rejected the truth. Who's the truth? Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. They'd already rejected Him. In other words, their mind was already made up, their fate already sealed, their heart already hardened. And He just gives them over to, God will never force Himself on anyone. So if you reject Him, in His grace, in His mercy, He will blind you to the truth. He's not deceiving, He's giving you over to the deception you're already in. Again, that's the only thing I can come up with. Is it heartbreaking? Of course it's heartbreaking. I would venture to say that many of you, during Christmas, were on the receiving end of just the heartbreak 
of a family member who wants nothing to do with you because of this. You're a threat to them. You're the problem, by the way. And they bought into this lie. And yet, we hear about these people who have, what, got their third booster shot now? And if they're not hospitalized and eventually die, it's because of that. And we're hearing things like, boy, I'm so glad I got my booster shot in the hospital, because I could have been sicker. What? Kind of feel like Jacob, yeah, a little bit. Everything is against me. Everything is against us. My family's against me. My employer's against me now. And if that weren't bad enough, my wife was sharing with me, I don't want to get too far into this, but I think the Holy Spirit would have me to at least share this. And again, I'm just sharing my heart with you. Churches. Churches. And I just think to myself, you know, <sighs> they're saying peace, peace when there's no peace. They have no idea what's coming, what's just around the corner. But God, thank God for but God, right? On Thursday night we were in Isaiah chapter 54 and 55. Both chapters have two very well-known promises, the first of which is about that which is against us. You know this well, right? No weapon forged against us will prosper. It might seem like it. Might seem like, man, this is really bad. <laughs> but it will not prosper. It will not prevail. And it actually ties into a second very well-known promise that we, in fact, it's probably even better known, and it's in chapter 55 about how God's ways are not our ways. As high as the heavens are from the earth, so too are His ways higher than ours, nor are His thoughts our thoughts. How does that tie in to no weapon forged against you will prosper? I'm so glad you asked, because I'm going to tell you. No weapon forged against God's people will prosper, but <laughs> the way God's going to do it is not the way we think. In the end, He will have the final word, but it's not the way we think. It's not the way we would anticipate, because His ways are not our ways. Can, can we just think this through for just a moment, just real quick, if you don't mind? Could you imagine if God thought the way we think? Think about that. How scary would that be, if our thoughts were God's thoughts, and our ways were God's ways? First of all, we would be in deep kimchi. Secondly, He would not be God. He is infinite. We are finite. And His ways are infinite, too high for our finite understanding. 
So God, I've got this promise from you. Everything is against me. And you promised me that no weapon forged against me will prosper. Have you seen these 11 weapons that they are forging against us? Yeah, I did. I knew they were. In fact, that's why I, I told you about it before it happens, so that when it happens, you would believe. But I'm also telling you that, yeah, they are forging those weapons against you, but just wait and see what I'm going to do, what's just around the corner. Well, how are you going to do it, Lord? Or better ask, when are you going to do it, Lord? (laughs) Because isn't it true that not only is it not how we think or the way we think, it's not when we think because God's timing is not our timing. In fact, God is not subject to time. God dwells in eternity. He knows the end from the beginning. (laughs) So here we are trying to figure it out, right? Come on, let's be honest. You're in church. I don't want to show hands, but how many of us are trying to figure out the ways and the whys of God? How's that working out for you? (laughs) I'll just speak for myself. It's not working out too well for me, because my ways are not His ways. Now, if I were God, this is the way I would do it. (laughs) I would just torch Him right there on the spot, which is why I'm not God. (laughs) You ever ask yourself the question of why it is that when Lucifer exalted himself in heaven and declared that he would be above the Most High God when he was filled with pride. I will ascend my throne above the Most High. I will, I will. I, yeah, 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 I think there's eight eyes in there. As one said, the letter I is appropriately placed right smack in the middle of the word pride so too is it right smack in the middle of the word sin, and so too is the letter I right smack in the middle of Lucifer. So whenever you start saying, I, 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 be careful. (laughs) But do you ever wonder why it is that when Lucifer did that, that God didn't just, just say, really? I created you. You're going to be like that? Zap! Start over. Oh, third of you are with Him? Zap! Why didn't God do that? Well, if God would have done that, could you imagine how that would have changed the complexion of heaven forever? So now instead of serving Him out of love by choice, the whole of heavens, the heavenly host, is now serving Him out of fear. Did you hear what He did to Lucifer the other day? We better watch our P's and Q's, man. He just zapped him and a third of the angels. We better be really careful. And all of a sudden it just changes the whole dynamic. No, it had to run its course. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Some of what you've heard today may have encouraged you in your faith 
and at times it may have brought up more questions that you would like answered. If you're wanting to get in touch with us, go to jdfarag.org and find the contact link at the bottom of the page. That's jdfarag.org. There, you can let us know some of the questions you might have, and we'll get back to you and try to answer those questions as best we can. While you're on our website, feel free to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. If what Pastor J.D. shared today has you really confused about what it means to know Jesus and life beyond this life, there's a resource for you that might be helpful. At jdfarag.org, find the ABCs tab. This will walk you through what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus and what that means for you going forward. Once again, our website is jdfarag.org. If you're ever in or near the Kaneohe area, we'd love to have you come join us. Come visit Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find service times and directions on our website. Just scroll to the bottom and click on Calvary. Again, that's jdfarag.org. Thanks for listening in to the Prophecy Update for today. We hope you'll join us for our next edition of In Spirit and Truth, where Pastor J.D. has much to share with you about what God's been putting on his heart. The Bible and its prophecies are not to be taken lightly. And so we'll keep digging in on In Spirit and Truth.